Welcome to Rain City Supercars. I'm Nick. And I'm Dan. <laughs> See, you did it right. I know. <laughs> Dan and I figured out just recently what our celebrity nickname would have been. Or would be? We saw it. I did it backwards. For the yeah, it's yeah. fine. Yeah, it works. <laughs> yeah, we'll let people think about that and guess. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How was the week, man? It's been... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm waiting for this quarantine to be over. It's it's tough. I've uh, I uh, I've turned myself into a house painter, which, by the way, I am not a house painter. Uh, doing painting my parents' bedroom, which is um, harder than... I don't know how people do that on a day-to-day basis. Like I'm painting? Yeah. Like, I, I woke up the next day and thought I was dead. Like, just because... I can't paint a straight line to save my life, so even on a corner... Oh, I so, can't either. Yeah. Uh, that's the problem. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of touch-up work that needs to be done. My, you know, I... But uh, it was uh, it's it's fun. A lot of primer. A lot. Of, I didn't get any paint on the carpet, so that was good. That's good. Other than that, you know, I don't think I'll ever be a professional painter, <laughs> and I have no artistic ability, so I won't be, you know, yeah. touching up the Sistine Chapel anytime soon. Well, uh, things are looking a little brighter as I'm seeing a possible, I don't know, light at the end of the tunnel for this uh, quarantine stuff. But as usual, we are coming from our secret location, which is not at Drivers Club. But it's not my garage this time. No. It's no. not my garage. So, But uh, we do miss our friends at Drivers Club, and we're still brought to you by Haggerty, Avance, Carter Subaru, and Rainier Beer. I miss everything. I know. <laughs> I, I don't think I'll miss the traffic. I think uh, the governor said May 5th we can go fishing. So, you know, you and I are big fishermen, so we could uh, we <laughs> yeah. could, we just can't wait. Which, again, I and I said this earlier, I don't understand why that was ever banned. Like, that's the best social distancing you can do is go out the middle of the water and do nothing, you know. Yeah. Fish or catch or whatever. I don't know. Maybe I'll buy a fishing pole as I get closer to the water. Get one of those Superman ones. They're really cool. <laughs> Not that I've ever owned one. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I think sometimes those worked better as a kid than they than I ever did when I had a real fishing rod. So I'll never forget uh, we were fishing my grandpa and my sister was swinging a net in the water and caught a fish. <laughs> See? Like to eat. We ate well, it. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, you lived right. in Arlington pretty no, much. This Any, was like in Minnesota. Anything that went across the yard got eaten, right? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, okay. that's yeah, not that's far from the truth. No, but oh, I think that, we were in Minnesota. using the land for its good, good, you know, yeah. bounty. Um, but speaking of our sponsor, Haggerty, uh, really cool article. I've got the magazine in front of me here, which featured our local Haggerty rep. Somebody used some uh, leverage she has at the company to get herself <laughs> publicized in a magazine. No, if you are a Haggerty customer or, or receive the Haggerty magazine, uh, look into it because if you've been around here, uh, our good friend Ashley Shoemaker has an article written about her and her lovely T Bird. T Bird, yeah. yeah. Which, which they knew they were going to get, but she drove it all the way up here from Arizona. Yeah, it's a great story. Uh, she's got, yeah, great photos, great story, really cool stuff. It's fun to read. And it's, you know, it's part of our community. Everybody loves Ashley. She's been on the show, what, three times? That's so gutsy, though. They like to, because they didn't just like drive home, like they no. went. Up the coast, which I think is the coolest idea in the world, but especially in a T bird, you know. Well, that, but that's my point. Like you've got those; those cars are old, <laughs> and things break, and yeah. So it's a it's a great story if you get it, it all. The whole magazine is great. I always love reading it. Um, you know, I definitely read it for the articles. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. What other magazine would you be referring to? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I never, I never had the lucky household where you know my dad had Playboy. My dad was an upstanding citizen. Yeah, me, yeah so I, you know, it was never like I, I knew, I knew kids like that. Like I found this in my dad's closet. Like, yeah, I'd put it back. Yeah, never <laughs> because had if that. he's hiding it, he probably knows it's missing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too deep into that. 
Um, let's see here. So, uh, still not driving, enjoying my Nissan Altima. Well, I What's still wait happened? for parts. Oh, parts. Okay. Still I thought waiting you got for parts. parts. Okay. I got the rotor. Uh, I mean, is this one of those situations where they said everything's good to go and they said, oh, we forgot to order this one part? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, they thought they had them in stock and then what happens? there's five bolts that hold on the rotor for that. You want those. Yeah, yeah, those are, those are important <laughs> things. tends to spin if you don't. They're yeah. one-time use. They're steel with an aluminum collar, and they compress when you lock them down, and they don't have them, and so they're ordering them, and now I'm waiting. And I'm sure they're extremely affordable, too. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody's curious what five bolts from Porsche cost at wholesale to yeah. hold on your rotor, it's about 75 bucks Each? Not for the bolts. Oh, that's the, I, I, that's, yeah. I mean, that's doable. I, I thought you were going to say, like... Doable, yeah, but I mean, like... 75 bucks a, a I bolt. Think it, it's still, there's, like, that... that that math that goes on in my head when I think about this brake job still, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure I paid less than $75 for both rear rotors on the Land Cruiser. Oh, pads. I know you did. Yeah, I think I bought I them for like 50 bucks. Yeah. And then, yeah. no, I did upgrade the pads, but the, the rotors were 50 bucks for the pair. I mean, I think we put rotors and pads on my BMW for like 150 bucks. Yeah. And like, I think yeah. my Land Cruiser cost less than the one rotor that we had to replace on the turbo. It did. Yeah, I think I paid less for the actual yeah. vehicle than one rotor, so I'm still shaking my head at that. Hey, you're running with the big dogs. <laughs> Run backwards. It's expensive. It's expensive, but... Uh, it's ridiculous. There's a limit to the insanity. I'm actually know. surprised that those photos haven't gotten out more. Like Because th- I've looked on the internet after seeing yours, and I haven't seen many other people, and I feel well, like that's... I've kept them off the forums and stuff oh, okay. for now. I'm waiting until it's all fixed, and then I'll put it out there. I also want to have... Uh, Really, I want to know what happened to that rotor. Yeah. So I'm going to have them inspected, like, to the core, core sample, the whole nine. Because I really, really want to know. So, anyway. Knowing is half the battle. Yeah. A lot of people who saw it thought I got in an accident or something, uh, which they're like, what did you hit? And I was like, I didn't hit anything. But How it, could you? I know. But it did inspire me for our Carter Subaru tip of the week. And I was thinking, because I used to work in the uh, automotive industry, and I used to do uh, estimating for insurance. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I worked in a body shop, yeah. and I did all the estimates. ICAR Gold Class certified, yay. Anyway, um, I was thinking about taking apart cars, modding, and after the crash, post-crash repairs. And one of the things that I've seen a lot of modders leave out when they do some work on their car is they tend to do some hack jobs on the core support in the front which is uh, the crash bars. You're, no, yeah. So if you have a unibody car and you have plastic bumpers, like everything does this day, uh, besides trucks, uh, or actually even a lot of trucks still, you have an, a reinforcement bar that runs across the frame rails. On, even in a unibody car, you have frame rails in the front. And in front of that, though, is what I was getting at, is the absorber. The absorber is that foam piece everybody forgets about that's behind your bumpers. It's yeah, because like you, you take the bumper off, it falls off, and you th- yeah, and it breaks, and you forget about it. Yeah, yeah or you look at, uh, you do a fiberglass body kit. Please don't do that anymore. Who does that anymore? Um, wings West. Wings West, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all cringe. I used to put those car- on, yeah, okay. Yeah, they right? never fit. Yeah. yeah, they never fit, yeah. or you'd have to shave down that thing. I mean, yeah, believe me. Yeah, so it doesn't actually make that much of a difference between a fiberglass bumper because it's going to shatter anyway, and then it's going to go nowhere. But uh, I want to talk about why that's an important piece. Uh, it's just kind of one of those things that's good to know um, because if you ever get in a very low-speed collision, chances are you need to replace this. Hmm. So the first thing that happens when you get in a collision, front or rear of your car, is you do an R&I bumper. That's remove and inspect bumper. And the reason they do that is because if that foam absorber gets damaged and flattened, it's just like a helmet. It gets harder because you've compressed the foam. What happens after that is, now this isn't the safety issue I'm talking about. It, it, it is, take that back. Okay, it is. But what happens is it changes the airbag timing. 
So a low speed collision to a soft surface absorbs, but if you hit the same thing, you no longer have that absorber. It goes straight to that reinforcement. So you can set off the airbags. You can set off the airbags okay. um, on a low speed collision. That's not necessarily a terribly bad thing because it's you know you're hitting at a different force now, but that yeah. force is increased on a low speed collision. I'm okay. not talking like 50. I'm talking five, 10 miles an hour, where normally your airbags may not go off because you have that extra little bit of absorption behind that plastic bumper before it goes and hits the core support. But once you hit the core support, it's just Bam, right to the rails, goes, right yeah. to the, yeah. and it's going to move those airbag sensors, which are just, they're actually really simple when you look at them. But that's why it's there. It's to handle low speed collision. And so when you do get a really minor collision, and it could be like a car without a front license plate rear ends you, doesn't leave any marks, just like a tiny little scuff. You're like, ah, it's fine. I just keep going. You really shouldn't. Um, you need to have your car inspected and you need to get that looked at by a body shop. They need to pull off the rear bumper and look at it because that piece is likely damaged. Now, this isn't like a life and death thing. Nobody freak out here. But that part does likely need to be replaced. They're usually dirt cheap. I mean, you can find them. Aftermarket ones are fine. Some places won't put them on. Not the bumper. I mean, the little foam piece. I understand. But the, 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 down, the downhill effect of that, of replacing airbags or you're ripping apart yeah. dashes. And, I mean, it's, that's... Yeah. Airbags can total a car yeah. uh, very quickly if it's an older vehicle. But that little bumper piece is... It usually doesn't cost very much. I think I saw expensive ones were like 80 bucks. Most of the time, they were like 30 bucks. They're, yeah. they're almost nothing. And most of the time, you just pull off the bumper, you replace it, you put it back on, you're good to go. You may not even need to involve your insurance, so you may not even go down that route. But just bear in mind, if you get in a low-speed collision, I don't mean like a bumper tap in a parking lot. I mean like, you know, somebody's at a stoplight, they're texting, and they just tap you a little bit, and they move you forward. Yeah, we, we all know that because we've either done it or we felt it probably. Yes. But that piece probably needs to be replaced. And then when they pull that off, that's when you have your actual metal bumper. And if that is bent or damaged in any way, it has to be replaced. It's not a repair item. I don't know of a single manufacturer that says repair that. It's hardened steel and it's replace. Interesting. So most most insurance companies won't even replace it with an aftermarket one. That's a, They usually have a clause in there because they consider that part of the safety system of the vehicle, which is OEM parts only. So they can go used. Used is fine. If it's, you know, rear-ended car, but the front end's fine. Yeah. yeah. That's no big deal. No, I'm, I understand that. Like, uh, the reason I know a little bit about that, about that foam is with uh, mountain bike helmets. And I used yeah. to be one of these people that I would crash a helmet and then keep riding on it. And then I'd crash it a second time and, and didn't understand why it came apart. Like, it's like, oh, this is, you're not, you're, this, this did its job. Right. Yeah. yeah that, that's so. why they tell you to replace your helmet. Not necessarily if you drop it. That's, that's kind no. of an old myth. No, um, I was, I was running it into trees. Yeah. But if you like, crash yeah. a so, helmet yeah. and it yeah. looks fine, but you hit your head, you yeah. should replace your helmet. This is why that foam compresses. It's far less effective. Mm -hmm. So yeah. foam is a one-time use item. Good to know. Yeah. E even like that party foam, like when you dance around, that, that party, no? okay, <laughs> I would imagine that would be one-time use only as well. Oh, I, yeah, I would hope one so. One party too. limit. Yeah. Who, yeah. Who knows? Right. <laughs> Well, that being said, that has absolutely nothing to do with today's guest. No, it does not. <laughs> not even a little exactly. bit. <laughs> Speaking so. of foam experts. No, no, no. Uh, our guest, Zach Hoffner, today is not has nothing to do with the automotive industry in that case, but he does as far as he runs Lake Washington Cars and Coffee, where you probably know him from, and he's a great graphic designer. Uh, Zach, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Nick and Dan. Uh, it's great to be here. Yeah. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, I'm not the biggest uh, car guy, you know, but uh, yeah, cars and coffee has been my like kind of entry way into the automotive scene and especially in Seattle. Um, kind of just got started with that because I didn't really know too many car people or um, didn't have anyone to really ask my car questions to. So, um, you know, started meeting up at the lake and uh inviting anybody I knew who had cars that were kind of cool. So I could kind of pick their brain. And now four years later, it's grown into like a huge thing. 
it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a really yeah, cool event like, to go to. It's you get an extremely diverse group of people with cars. It's uh, it's very open. It's packed. Probably it'll be. Imagine it'll be very packed once this <laughs> social distancing. I, I still lives. need to go for the first time. Every time I plan to go, something happens. I have I have actively planned to go like seven times last year and didn't make it once just because of family stuff or other things. But um, I have on accident driven by when I didn't couldn't be there and been like, oh, I want to be there. <laughs> Heading down to the <laughs> Starbucks there, uh, Madrona, uh, you know things like that. But uh, it's I remember like. So you said it's been, you've been doing this for four years, right? Yeah, we just had our four-year anniversary uh, this month. I want to say it was the 14th. I'm not exactly sure. But, uh, yeah, it seems like it's been, you know, not even a year. You know, it just kind of went so fast. Well, the car community um, around here definitely supports things like that, especially over there. But So take us back a little bit, like, uh, you know, being a car guy and, and loving cars and being in the, in the Pacific Northwest, you said you were looking for people that you wanted to ask questions to and talk. How did you figure out where you wanted to meet? You know, how did you do this? Yeah, so um, it all kind of started with uh, just meeting uh, my friend Peter. Um, we were on the Datsun forums because uh, we both have – or we, he has a Datsun still. Uh, I had a Datsun 1200 and he's got a 280Z. Um, and uh, it was called Ratson. It was kind of like a rat rod Datsun forum. So we met on there and uh, he wanted some, you know, graphic design work done. So we met up, had a, a drink and uh, just kind of chatted. And uh, yeah, at the time, I think I was, you know, trying to figure out what I wanted to do event wise. Cause I used to uh, run a bicycle event. Um, that was a monthly like fixed gear meetup. Um, and I was kind of just missing that cause it kind of ended and, you know, it just kind of moved on to different interests and, uh, it's kind of, it's like, ah, do I want to do another bike event or do I want to do basketball? I'm, I'm really into basketball. So I was thinking maybe I would do like a basketball meetup or something. And I think it was just right under my nose, you know, I was just like talking to Peter about that. And, uh, you know, he, uh, he actually kind of came up with the idea and was just like, you know, let's do a cars and coffee. Have you ever heard of that? And I was like, yeah, I kind of, you know, I kind of heard of what cars and coffee, but I didn't really know the concept, uh, other than, you know, you just meet up and drink coffee. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, just kind of threw that idea out there and, um, Madrona Park, which is where we hold it, is just happens to be um, pretty equidistant to my place as it is to his. So he lives on Capitol Hill. I live in the International District. And uh, yeah, it was just um, one of those spots that was just, we're, we were looking for something that was uh, scenic. Um, I think the reason why I hadn't been to any car shows up until that point was uh, I just, the the car shows I'd heard about were like in parking lots of like a, you know, like a strip mall or something. And I just didn't see the appeal in that. Like I really wanted to go somewhere like scenic, you know? So uh, luckily Washington, you know, Seattle and Washington has so many amazing parks. Um, Madrona was just one of those parks that I'd been to to like go swimming and stuff. And uh, it was kind of low key, like no, no one really goes there in the morning. So we showed up one week and we were just like, let's do a trial run, see how we like it. We uh, brought our Datsuns out and, you know, they're all rusty. They're not like show cars or anything. It was just mainly like, hey, let's go, you know, kick some tires and talk about what we we're going to do and try and get some other people out. And so the trial run was just me and him and uh, we enjoyed it. And it was just the two of us. It wasn't anything more than just sitting around and just chatting and 
is really relaxed. So we're like, yeah, I think this is something we could do every Sunday. And uh, so we invited a couple people. And the next week we had our friend Paul, who's got a great collection of cars. And he brought his Lotus Esprit. Actually, he might have brought his GT3 or something, you know, something cool where we were like, yes, this is a car show now. We've got <laughs> we've got some some rad cars. And so basically the first few months was just like, Paul, what are you going to bring this week? You know, and so that's kind of how it got started. And uh, it just kind of went from there. It wasn't necessarily a big hit the first year. It was just like, let's see if we can get together like a group of people who want to show up. And uh, yeah. And uh I think originally we even were going to just do it on like nice days and uh, like sunny days. And so it was like a yeah, spring summer thing. And then uh, after that first year, we, we went on hiatus in winter and fall just because we're like, hey, it's cold. Nobody's going to want to show up. And uh, after, after that, we restarted it. It seemed like it was kind of, you know, scra- scrounging to get people to show up again, you know, the uh, in the spring so uh once we kind of started getting a good um momentum going like the fall came and we're like uh do we want to like go on hiatus again or do we want to just keep doing this thing and i think the consensus was like let's just keep going until nobody shows up and uh we went through the winter that year and i think our biggest uh our biggest event or to that date was uh in the winter and it was like late winter everybody's itching to get out has nowhere to go there's no events going on and so we had like a huge turnout where we filled every parking spot which was kind of like a soft goal for us we were just like one day this whole lot's going to be full and now it's like every week well up until you know COVID-19 thing it was like almost to the point where it's like we we're going to get in trouble you know there's so many cars here (laughs) people are double parking but it is organized chaos when it does get uh, packed. Everyone's super respectful. Um, there's the, you know, occasional people who want to like chirp their wheels or, you know, rev up and, uh, you know, just we kind of have conversations with the people individually. If that happens, it's just be like, Hey, you know, there's uh, houses right there. It's, you know, I can point to a block of houses that overlook the lake and just say, Hey, those people over there. Yeah. We don't want them complaining. So, you know, just remember it's a yeah. morning event. We're not trying to like piss anybody off, especially the neighbors, because that's going to be the number one reason why we'd get kicked out. I think if we ever, if ever comes to that, but yeah. So four years later, we're uh, on hiatus again. And uh, you know, it's, it's, it's strange, it's strange times. Cause it was definitely like the, uh, the uh, end point of my week where I could just decompress and just like touch base with all the people that I met and kind of just go make the rounds, talk to people about, their cars and just meet new people. So right now it just feels like, um, you know, that's a big, uh, void in my life. Trying oh, to, we, we feel the void. Yeah, Don't we worry. Totally understand. That. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. It's, yeah. Uh, this is some car talk. I'm ready for it. I've yeah. got like a whole month. <laughs> it's been, yeah. Yeah. Let's take a quick break and we come back. We're going to talk more about, uh, your story, how you started, what you're doing and more about cars for sure. We'll be right back. We spend an average of eight hours and 41 minutes a day facing screens laptops, smartphones, tablets, even digital refrigerators. But what are we really connected to? Isn't it time you connected to something greater? Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. For people who love cars. 
And we're back. Look at us. Here we are. Back. Yeah. Feel better? I did. Yeah. Like I told you, I, I on the break, I, I thought I had the coronavirus this weekend. <laughs> Dan and I went out on his electric skateboards, and, and I woke up the next day, and I've never been that sore. And I had a little bit of a cough, which was nothing. But I was like, I was in bed. I'm like, oh, this is it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> here it comes. Here it comes. Nope. It's just allergies and oh. actually doing something. Yep. Pretty much. Well, I've been doing things. I just, like, I haven't been on a, like, a, a snowboard or a skateboard in a yeah, just time. using a whole totally different yeah. different muscles. So yeah, kicked I my butt. You. So, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, we were talking uh, with Zach for the break, obviously. And man, how did you? Are you from here? Where are you from originally? Yeah, I grew up in Auburn, Washington. So okay. uh, just a little south end. And I, I was actually born in North Dakota, but I don't tell people I'm from there just because <laughs> I, I was there for like half half a year maybe before my parents moved out here. So Auburn pretty much for my youth. And then once I turned 18, it was like, get up to Seattle, get to the, the nearest city. And just, I, I just really like craved the, you know, the culture and just, I was really bored as a kid, I think. And it was just like, I need to um, get up to Seattle. And so I've been up to in Seattle ever since. We are definitely using that in the intro, like on, on the tagline, North Dakota boy makes good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just crazy thing about people from North Dakota is you remember <laughs> other people who are from North Dakota. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a lot of you. No. It's like meeting somebody from Delaware. You're not really sure it exists until you've been there or you meet somebody from there. I thought that was a river. <laughs> well, if you've ever driven through there, it's yeah. uh, it's really beautiful. Um, I think it's more appreciated now that I'm adult uh, driving out to North Dakota. But when I was a kid, man, we would take road trips every every year, maybe a couple times a year. My family didn't like to fly, so it was just like pile all the kids in the van, drive out to the middle of nowhere, you know, in a blizzard sometimes, yep. and it's just like that was uh, that was what you do. And um, that seemed yeah, like think, my visual. Yeah, that, was, that was my yeah, yeah, childhood that my as well. Yeah, yeah. Family from Minnesota, yeah, good. so we'd go up through there. Oh, Minnesota, yeah, yeah, yeah. Minnesota, exactly. Don't yeah. you know? Don't you know? What yeah. North Dakota. Yeah, <laughs> people don't think that's real until they meet somebody from like. Uh, like northern Minnesota, and they're like, "Oh, that's not a joke." People talk like that. Yeah, they do. Yeah, Just watch the movie. Fargo. I don't know if it clicks in for you when you go hang out with family or anything. Oh but, yeah. Uh, my sister's really she's terrible when it comes to that. Like, we'll go out there, and she's like there for ten minutes, and she's already got the, the little slang going and yep. the, the drawl, and <laughs> it takes me like a week to get to get there, but it comes back. Yeah. Every time I talk to my aunts, I hear it and my mom's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you don't hear it. You don't hear it. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> really funny. So you, 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 you moved here as a child uh, to Auburn. Yeah. I was like one, my family moved here. Oh. I have a older sister and a younger brother. And uh, so it was my mom and my dad, my sister and me moved out here. And then my brother was born here. Nice. So were you, yeah. were, were you into cars as a kid? Like, you know, like Dan and I always joke in the fact that we were the ones that had like 800, you know, yeah. matchbox cars and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I I was. Um, I was into, yeah, matchbox and, uh, you know, toy cars and stuff like that. Um, I had pictures of 911s and stuff on my wall. I didn't really think I was a car person until it kind of all came back to me. You know, it's like I was into bikes for a long time. So I kind of like I was like all about bikes. Could only think about that. So. Um, once I started getting back into cars, I was like, you know what? I remember my dream car was this, you know, 911. And I found like the old like framed poster at my parents' house. And I was like, you know, I see, I knew there was some sort of connection being a car, you know, now I'm a big car nut. But uh, for a minute there, I I just uh, was all about bikes. So kind just of forgot my whole. Uh, all the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. 
bad and you know I don't know if that movie lives up to it. I mean, like I get it, but it just doesn't hold the excitement that it used to. For the BMX, old school BMXers, man, that's like a Oh, I get, I mean I get classic. it. Like Breaking I, Ice starts in the intro, oh, man. Then Lori Laughlin, who like never rides a bike in the whole movie, really, but it's Lori Laughlin, so you know. Was she in Stripes in that movie? Because I think she's going to be in Stripes soon. <laughs> I got to say, my favorite bicycle movie is Quicksilver. I don't know if you ever know, oh, ever heard man. about that, but Kevin Bacon, yeah, lawyer turned bike messenger, yeah, turned running from running from uh, Quicksilver. Who is it? Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah. He's running from like Morpheus, you know. Oh, we're watching it. Yeah. Later. My favorite bike movie growing up was uh, Radio Flyer. Oh, yeah. That was good. With uh, Kevin Costner and uh, yep. those guys. Yeah. Good stuff. Now I got to okay. watch Quicksilver again. Yeah, that was a good one. Watch. Yeah, great. I'll add that to the list. <laughs> so you grew up you grew up with bikes and then, you know, sort of had that epiphany like we all do one day. Like, oh, I'm a car guy and I've always been a car guy and, you know. It's uh and it and it and it becomes an addiction. But and and you had mentioned earlier that you, you know, kind of started cars and coffee with a love of Datsuns and things like that. Had that always yeah, been yeah. something that you'd been into and just eventually found you yourself know, one? You know, it kind of just happened. Um, yeah, it started with Datsuns. Um, so I was you know getting into bikes. Uh, the me- mechanical part of bikes really, uh, and the simplicity of like a bike fixed gear in particular, where is less moving parts and it's just really simple. A uh, minimalist, you know, we were talking about earlier, but um, yeah, it was like super uh, random actually. Um, I was on the bus uh, and I had a flat tire on my bike, so I actually really disliked being in automotive transportation. <laughs> it sounds weird to say, but I was like, I hated being on a bus, I didn't like being in a car, I like to be on my own two wheels and like cruising around the city. And so, I was on the bus, my friend, uh, Nas, he calls me up and is like, Hey, is that your bike on the, in the front of the bus rack? Um, I was like, yeah, it's like, he's like, Oh, I'm right next to you. I've got my truck. He had a Datsun truck and was like, Hey man, like jump off the, you know, I'll give you a ride. And I was like, cool. Grabbed my bike, threw it in the back of his truck, sat in the passenger seat, just looked at his like gauge cluster, his, you know, just everything. The shifter was so minimal. There was nothing there. And I was like, you know, I can kind of wrap my head around this. It's like, I'm a bike guy. I'm like, I get confused by free wheels and all this stuff, but like something about this Datsun was super simple. And he had such a clean setup that I'm like, I need a Datsun. I don't even care. Like any <laughs> other car, like, so like, they're cool, man. From that point on, I was like, I was like, yeah, I could do this. Like I need a, I need this Datsun. And uh, so I was looking for a truck for a while and, you know, I was pretty broke at the time. So I was looking for a deal and couldn't really find anything like people with those Datsun trucks, man, they, they can get pretty pricey. Yeah. They, um, they know but, what they think it's worth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was on the lookout for a little while. And then I had another uh, buddy of mine who uh, had a Datsun B110, which is the 12 Datsun 1200 sedan. Uh, they have the trucks in Japan. Uh, unibody trucks, uh, really cool little tiny trucks. Um, but this is the sedan version. And uh, he's like, man, you know, I lost my license a while back and I've been working on this Datsun, but I can't even drive it. And it's just like falling apart. It, my girlfriend's getting mad at me. She needs, she wants me to get rid of it. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'll give you 800 bucks and I'll give you a bike and you know, all this bike stuff I knew that he wanted for me. I was like, I'll give you all this stuff that I have sitting in my basement and uh is you know 800 bucks cash and he's like dude really you're like yeah sure no problem like my girlfriend's gonna be so stoked that i get this hunk of junk out of the 
parking spot and he's I think saving he had cars some, he, and relationships yes yes he had <laughs> what a guy he had his friend living in it for oh. a while and so i felt kind of bad because i was kind of you know <laughs> evicting out somebody his buddy. Yeah. Yes, yeah evicting him from the car but uh i was like so stoked and um yeah just it was like a project from there and you know it had so many different weird quirks it was not in good condition but it ran a drove so it was like it worked well as an apartment <laughs> yeah he had hooked up he had some splice some some wires uh what was it he had like an extension cable that he'd splice a bunch of wires and put like a subwoofer and some other stereo equipment in there like his buddy had did, did that because he was just like hanging out in there listening to music and so uh kind of feel bad about that sorry vince sorry to kick you out but uh <laughs> it was the start of my automotive journey and uh yeah man i was hooked like buying wheels like just craigslist craigslist searching for things um just learning i was super interested in that just anything that i can kind of like sink my teeth into and kind of like learn new stuff like i'm i'm all about so yeah that was it and uh yeah i almost killed myself a couple times because i didn't like tighten the bolts and the wheels when i put them (laughs) on just like little things like that you're like yeah oh yeah we've been there that could have been bad but i survived so (laughs) i've been there twice your wheels fall off twice? I had my 84 Scirocco. The lug bolts yeah. were too short for the wheels that were on it. Yeah. And I finally, fi- I had those fixed. I didn't know that when I got it. But I had one that, like, came down to, like, one lug bolt. And so it was, like, not, you know, because it, it, it lost the center ring. So it was one lug bolt on a four-lug wheel. And so. That sounds safe. I pulled, like, I, luckily I pulled over immediately as it's, like, you know, not on the hub all the way. <laughs> that was terrifying. And then I had, I had the wheel bolts break on my c63 amg um what were you doing actually nothing you would think was crazy i was driving home and uh i felt it like a wobble in the front and i was like i thought i thought like it like i'd broken a tie and rod that's not even the wheels that the torque goes to yeah that's no, a rear wheel drive car rear wheel drive yeah. car yeah no i i found out i broke all of them like they all were broken like the the bolts that the previous owner had put on he switched them to black because the wheels were black and they were silver originally and he used like the cheapest thing you could possibly find don't cheap out on wheel bolts lug nuts anything like that okay you got just message to everyone there's a reason those things are expensive yeah um or they should be it's almost a safety feature yeah almost yeah, yeah. so they had rusted all the way through and cracked oh, and, and like one wow. at least one on each wheel had, had broken but that's Ooh. twice in my life my wheels have almost killed me huh so, and a brake rotor this time. What the hell? Anyway, oh, starting wow. to see the problem. I here. digress. <laughs> I yeah, I was driving over the. Yeah. <laughs> I was driving over the West Seattle Bridge. Oh, and uh, you're the reason it's my, broken. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did it. This is years ago. This is years ago. But uh, so yeah, like uh, I, I worked with another. Uh, I worked with a girl who has a Dawson truck, and we were just nerding out about Dawson trucks. And she's like, "I'm gonna, well, let's drive home at the same time." And I just want to like look at your car while it's driving right and she's like calling me up after she's like your wheels are wobbling so bad and i could hear it but i was like it's an old like this is the first time <laughs> it shakes really, I was old. driving. yeah yeah hey, you got that car. weeble wobble yeah do girl what's up so, <laughs> no no your wheels are gonna fall off <laughs> yeah so i tightened those bolts up and that wobble and the weird weird noises went away i was like this is really satisfying you know just i fixed it go away yeah i fixed it i fixed I it i almost killed myself but i fixed yeah. it so yeah i mean you you got into these dotsons but uh, as we said before what is your official job title i'm a graphic designer graphic designer i think that's just the official title okay well i, I think just... you can call me a branding designer you can call me a 
production artist, you, you know, all that stuff. But essentially boils down to graphic designer. It's fancy. It is fancy. So, I mean, had you always been a, a, that, that, that type of creative person growing up? Like, were you the one that was always drawing and, and, and trying to create things? Yeah, I was. Um, I was from a really young age. Uh, I just got hooked on, you know, you know, coloring books and connect the dots and all that stuff was just super. I think that was the thing that I could just really zone out on. And my parents would just like give me coloring books. And, you know, that was the thing I really clicked with me. And uh, I was pretty young. Um, my mom would enter me into contests and stuff because she thought I was talented. Of course, all mothers should think their it kids are talented. It was beauty contests. We know that. Fine. <laughs> yeah. So like we said, uh, from North Dakota, my mom <laughs> and dad would still get the newspaper from my dad's small town of Esmond, North Dakota. And so they'd get this newspaper all the way out here. And uh, there was a contest, like they're going to do a hundred year anniversary, the centennial of the, uh, the city and uh, they needed a logo. So my mom's like, you could do this and put down, put me down with a piece of paper and a pencil. And I drew out, you know, spent some time thinking like, what would be cool on a logo, but I couldn't draw a lot of stuff when I was, you know, younger. I really wanted to draw like a car or something cool, like an old wagon or a tractor because it's a farm town so I was like I can't draw any of that stuff yet so I'm just gonna go with a 100 in a circle you know bubble letters and uh sent it in pretty rough but they must have thought it was uh charming because they said I was the winner they sent me a check for 20 dollars hey, so that was oh. my first gig yeah <laughs> and uh after that I pretty much was hooked I was like easy easy money like I could draw the stuff all day so yeah, it was actually kind of cool because we um, we went to the Centennial when that was going. Because when anytime they have anything going on in that town, it's just like everybody shows up, and it's like a ghost town any other time. I love stuff like uh, that. Like yeah, I'm, I was so, born in Pullman, and, and being in the Palouse like that, you see these little towns. It's just yep. so cool. Hey, the Sylvana Fair was the biggest thing mm-hmm. when I was growing up. Which yep. is, yeah, yeah, it was really cool to see. And you know, I'd go there. There's some coffee mugs with the logo on it. They had cleaned it up and uh, made it nice and crispy and stuff so sounds to me like yeah. they're marketing off of his twenty dollars right I'm yeah, just saying, you know, commission yeah, checks. tell you <laughs> yeah i wish i still had that check man i would frame it but yeah ever since then you know it was just kind of something i did art was something that came easy to me and just stuck with that like i was kind of struggling what i wanted to do after high school and then because i wanted to go to like a like a major college i wanted to go to u-dub or something like that but I just wasn't really, um, yeah, I just wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't the best student. Like, we I understand, pretty, trust me. I yep. was a B plus student, but like. Oh, you're better than me. It was, it was like an easy, <laughs> it was like I was coasting. And then once it got started getting time to take the hard classes to uh, get into like the good schools and stuff, I was like, you know what? I'm going to take some, some random classes or whatever. And then. Uh, yeah, so I ended up going to the Art Institute and did design after that and just kind of been doing that my since since then. And yeah, it's kind of stuck. It's one of those things. It's I'm really, uh, I jump around to hobbies a lot. So that's the one thing that I felt like I've pretty much been consistent with my whole life is just art, design. And uh, yeah, now it's cars. What's next? I don't know. Maybe planes. Yeah, that's a cheap one. It's a slippery slope. Yeah. Nah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. 
Cars are expensive enough, but I'm like, I'm missing a boat still, and I need a plane. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've told you. I was watching that, that YouTuber. Like, Piper Cub is doable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's not that far off to get a yeah. cheap plane, which yeah. just the, the learning curve is a little steeper when you mess up. You don't curb the wheels. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can. You know, face plant, but yeah. 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 Uh, so, I got to say, though, I, went, I made a change from Datsun to Porsche. I was going to ask you, I said the Porsche hat yeah. there and it, it's uh, it does I can see how it would appeal to your minimalist uh, interest too though because any Porsche prior to I guess the Audi kind of mixing in the 80s was super minimal. And even then like 911s through the 80s and 944s and stuff are still very minimal by today's standards. So, yeah, I think the appeal was um uh, they, they just kept that look for such a long time. It's like, you know, it's just classic, even if it's, you know, it's a 1990 Porsche, you know, it's like kind of got those, early, you know, 70s stylings and that iconic uh, my look first Porsche. Porsche. Yeah, my first Porsche was the 944 because that's, you know, what I could afford. Mine too. Um, yeah. That's usually how I make all my decisions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I afford it. Uh, but yeah, the 944, I got a pretty screaming deal on a 87. Bought it for like two grand and uh, took it to Acres and they're like, it's going to be 3,500 bucks to tune up this engine and fix the things that need to be fixed. And sounds like so a timing learned, belt job and a clutch, maybe a uh, timing belt, water pump. Yep, it had holes. a crack in one of the, it had a, there's something cracked in it and they had to take it apart a little bit, but uh, it was some other things like just, there was a bubble in one of the, what was it? The fuel fuel uh line there was like a bubble it was like this thing is a ticking time bomb yep, so i was like yeah just take care of it make sure it's safe and i'll figure out the money later but uh yeah they're they're awesome about getting that thing roadworthy yep. and now it's sitting in uh, a field right now i sold it to a buddy of mine who's collecting and he's <laughs> he grabbed mine off of me when i was uh looking to make a switch so that's awesome that i could probably buy it back from him if i ever want it I lost mine somewhere around Mount Lake Terrace or Edmonds the last time I saw it. I see it occasionally. My first 944. You lost it? Or well, I mean, I lost oh. track of it. Oh, like, okay. I, used I was to like, wait a minute. I sold it pre-internet, of course. This yeah. was a long time ago. And I, it's fun. Every, every now and then I see it, though. And it's got really distinct uh, OZ wheels on it, which are really hard to find. It cars a weird offset. And uh, not really, but Porsche offset. Pain in the butt. How and, old were you when you owned that car? Uh, 17. What was your insurance like when you called up and said, I'm 17 and I, I bought a Porsche? You know, it wasn't that bad because it's just a 2.54. Oh, okay. So, I mean, it's not Fair. like it's a, if you look at it on paper, none of it, it's, it, the name yeah. is one thing, but the rates weren't that bad. So you, but anybody who's driven a 944 non-turbo will tell you, you didn't buy a performance car. No, I understand that, but it's still, like he just <laughs> said, it costs a lot to fix it. Yeah. Oh, it was a nightmare to fix yeah. and I had to fix everything. Insurance-wise, though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and insuring, insuring it and driving wasn't too bad, though. It was just, mm. it was gutless. It was beautiful, though. And the, the turbo was a worth it i still wish i had an 89 turbo but yeah so you retired it to a field for your buddies and then what was the next in the stable yeah uh then i got a boxster uh 97 first year uh upgraded quite a bit in my opinion um but that thing was i mean they're both they both handled really well so i think the, the actually wanted a boxer originally before i got the 944 and that's what i saved up saved up a couple grand and there was this one that was sitting down the road from my house that was just falling apart. And it actually had been stolen and 
dumped there. And I thought it was just someone who just wasn't taking care of it. So I put my number on a business card in the, on the windshield and was just like, Hey, would love to fix this car up. And, you know, let me know if you want to sell it. The guy contacted me. He's like, yeah, like I want to sell it like 2,500 bucks. And, uh, so I went to go look at it and it was a piece of garbage, man. It was already had like the bumper was taped on with duct tape and the, the rear, the soft top was slashed and taped up. And when I went and looked at it, the guy told me, he was like, actually it was, uh, had been stolen and abandoned and then they recovered it. So I'm guessing that when it was actually down the street from my house, that people had abandoned it and they'd like recovered it at some point. Anyways, went there with one of my Porsche buddies. He's like, you know, a $2,000 boxer might sound like, like a great thing to you right now, but <laughs> just pass on it. And I was like, had the money burning a hole in my pocket. So I'm like, maybe I'll just get it towed. You know, he's like needed a, a water pump. Like the, he put some water in it and it already dumped out the back before we'd even looked at it. Oh, so it just wasn't roadworthy. So I, uh, Anyways, put that on pause, got the 944. And then once I had more money to, to work with, uh, went with the Boxster that was a uh, way better condition. And uh, so glad that I did, because even at that point, there's so many things that could go wrong, like that you need to fix on them and they're still expensive to fix. So yeah, I had the Boxster for about a year. And uh, unfortunately it met its demise in uh, November when I was parked and someone just hit it while it was parked and totaled it. Oh. So it's kind of one day it's there and one day it's not. So yeah, bittersweet. Well, bitter, bitter, not sweet. Any. Yeah. I was like, say. Where's the sweet part? Yeah. 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 Sweet part. You got something, you got a new Porsche now? <laughs> I mean, uh, no, never. I'm looking right now. Uh, Oh, this was like this last November. This just happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Man. Yeah. Okay. That's rough. Yeah. Well, if you say now is actually a good time to buy if you can buy. So yeah, I'm looking right now. So I'm, I've got a little bit saved up. I got some money from insurance for that. Um, and uh, yeah, so 996 is kind of where I'm looking right now. If I could find, like I'm th I'm the worst of buying cars because I'm always looking for something really cheap so I can put money into fixing it up. But uh, with Porsches, it's like, that's sometimes not the way to go. That's you know? a gamble with, with so a 996. Many yeah, so with the 996, like if you find one that's like, you know, 10 grand, it's like, what's wrong with it? Yeah. Oh yeah, the IMS grand. bearing is rattling. <laughs> don't worry, it's just an yeah. engine out service. You don't need that. Yeah. 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 I was. Uh, I like trying. You know, keep my eye out and like see if there's you know Craigslist or OfferUp or eBay or something like that. And anytime one that comes up that's cheap enough to pique my interest, I like start inquiring. But there's never going to be one that's a diamond in the rough in this day and age. Everybody's looking. So uh, there was one that's like ten grand that's floating around there. And uh, it's got like 200,000 miles. And I'm like, do I really want a Porsche that it's going to need a new engine soon? Or there's probably something wrong with it that they just, you know. So I've learned my lesson, I guess, from the the first time around. I'm just uh, in the saving saving money. I think there's but I do have a, a Jeep Renegade. I know up. one of you guys have a Jeep, right? No, no. no neither, neither one of us. I got a Subaru. Um, oh, you don't have a Jeep. Yeah. I, heard, I thought you guys were talking about a Jeep last time. Uh, I was, I was yeah, I was, I had a Rubicon on my list, the diesel coming out, which we still haven't, uh, they're, they're, they're out there now, but, uh, after some searching and driving, I'm leaning more toward the Raptor now. So, but oh. I'm, I'm holding off for a little while longer cause I don't really need another vehicle right now. So, 
Yeah. I'm, yep. I'm not driving anywhere at all right now, so it's like, well, I'm not going to go buy. I'm just, I'm moving. I don't have interest to... rates are pretty good for buying right now. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm I not know. telling you to go out and buy, but no, I'm, um, I'm still looking though. Something might come up, but uh, I just, I don't need another vehicle right now. I'm actually I, I think I'm riding my skateboard more than driving. I think the, <laughs> I think the market's going to be flooded with cars pretty soon because I think there's going to be a lot of people that had these fun cars that sort of went through their fun car uh, collection or money collection during this quarantine and have to sell so it'll be interesting to see kind of what happens in the market yeah i'm laughing everybody in avant seems to be buying cars left and right right now yeah. like bring a trailer is slammed i've been following following that forever Did you see that uh 997 gt2 on there no I, I tend to just not look at them because i know i can't afford it i think it went for like 200 300 000, oh yeah definitely yeah it was yeah just gorgeous. Anyway, Kidneys are not worth what they used I to be. I keep watching Bring a Trailer because now I'm like, I'm at home, so I'm just letting it, letting the ticker run on the TV in the background while I'm working, just like, oh. oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want a new car. <laughs> you don't like your Nissan yeah. Altima? <laughs> I have this rental Nissan Altima that's uh, as good as it sounds. It's the, the car. Actually, it's, I sad hey, man, it, it's Nissan's, really not that bad. I mean, we're well, bringing it back to the Datsun. Absolutely. You know, like, yeah. I was looking at Nissan's before I got the 944. I was, you know, I hate to say it, but I love the Juke, man. <laughs> Everybody hates it. And I, like I, was the like, one, I like the so one that somebody put the GTR the engine. Yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 right. You see those. And yeah. then they had the Nismo. And uh, I was like, yeah, you can make these things cool because I was trying to have the modern day version of the car I had, which is impossible. Right. Because they just don't make them like they used to. But I was like a little, you know, sedan that's economic and tiny, but has that kind of Nissan look, but nah, there's nothing really. That's why I went to 944 actually, because it reminded me of a Z car a little bit, you know, yeah. just like kind of, so I, I think Z cars were actually Z cars. more, oh, yeah. yeah, they're out of my price range when I got the 944. So it's kind of funny that I went from, I wanted a Datsun, end up getting a Porsche because it was easier to find a affordable 944 that's been sorted out, uh, somewhat sorted out than, you know, project car, Z car, which you know, probably had rust or whatever. Yeah, I think just in general, there are still a lot of nice, even base Porsches because a lot of Porsche owners, even if they buy a cheap Porsche, take good care of it like it's an expensive Porsche. So, like well, the Boxers are a perfectly good example. I mean, some yeah. of the Boxers out there are incredibly nice, and you can all get the them new for, Boxers, you know, are gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny though, as long as you've got somebody who's done the maintenance and taking care of, like, what is it, the slave and the masters, and then I think the earlier models had that plastic rear window, so the, they were prone to cracking and yellowing over time. But if you can just find an owner who's taking care of that stuff, they're really nice cars. Mm -hmm. They're an underrated car too, which is kind of good because if you want a really fun car for cheap, you can get a nice Boxster, and they are fun to drive. It, it, it was marketed and not marketed. I shouldn't say like it, it, it was always put out there. I thought in the world like it was the it was the female Porsche kind of thing. And that, that's that's not a bad thing, but yeah, like, the demographic. Though, it was the like time, the husband yeah. had a nine nine, you know, nine nine three. I think that was literally the marketing. Yeah, yeah it's not, we're not being <laughs> yeah. sexist. Totally. Yeah. That was literally the marketing for the car. But I mean, they're, I mean, hell, Avance has got one, right? Still, as a, as a oh yeah, they're awesome yeah. cars. So yeah, especially the S's. Yeah. I mean, you go to the six speed, the bigger brakes, more power, more torque. Like it's just a slippery slope because you're like, well, then if I get a hard roof and I get a Cayman, then I get a Cayman GT three, and then <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, GT four. Sorry, yeah, I would. Yeah, I love those boxers, man. Like. I think I had to deal with the whole like, oh, isn't that a woman's car for like a little bit? But I mean, you just got to own it. Like, I love that car. It was uh, like, yeah, like you said, for the price point, you can't get much better of a car than a Boxster. Like you can spend five or six grand and find something that's super fun to drive, super fast. It's going to make you smile and it's a yeah. convertible. So 
you know, when you put the top down and you're driving around in the sun, it's just like hard to be, hard to beat that. So it's tempting to not go and get another boxer once I, I got paid out from the insurance. But I was like, maybe I'll make the jump, get something different. Were you dailying but, uh, that car? I was for a while. Yeah, actually, I was. So I was commuting to Everett. I had I got a job up there. Um, I'm not working there anymore, but when I started that job, I had the 944 and completely destroyed the 944 commuting because I was just in traffic all the time. And, uh, yeah. And then I made the jump to the Boxster because, uh, I was like, it's 10 years newer. It's going to last. It's going to be better for commuting, but it was, uh, it was an interesting, interesting. It was fun in the summer, but once winter came around, it was a little black Boxster. So it's like, I felt like nobody could see me. And, uh, you know, a big semi truck would like hit a puddle and just completely like blind me. <laughs> Take you out. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's... yeah. So I was competing in that for a few, you know, six months. And then, uh, yeah. And then I got the Jeep, Jeep Renegade and just so I could commute. And now oh, I don't good... commute as far. So kind of wishing I had something sporty again those renegades are i mean i've been up in the mountains with them they're good they're hard to stop like i've seen that i've seen people get stuck in like big jeeps and those little ones will get through so yeah the short wheel impressive they're good little things it's funny that the girly car thing is still a thing like (laughs) we need some pretty badass women drivers but it's like i had an s2000 and people say that all the time i was like i don't care i freaking love this thing (laughs) i think i think the most sexist ad i ever saw was for when they they brought out the beetle and it had the 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 flower holder or whatever in the dash or whatever Mm. yeah it had a vase holder and i'm like really come on by yeah. the way, my parents owned one of those cars, the Turbo Beetle. That was fast. <laughs> They're fun. Yeah. yeah. It was just, yeah. you know, it was a rebadged GTI. They're cool. Pretty much, yeah. 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 Um, let's we'll take our second break. When we come back, we'll talk more about cars, uh, Avants, and some stuff coming up. We'll be right back. Grandpa, what do you call this thing again? It's a 66 Ford Bronco. I think you got ripped off. Why is that, honey? It's got no Wi-Fi, no USB port, no Bluetooth. Exactly. I guess we'll just have to talk. Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. Is that the window button? It's called a window crank. Cool. The faster I move it, the faster it goes down. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. Being old is kind of cool, Grandpa. Works for me. For people who love cars. And we're back talking to Zach from, uh, is it Seattle Cars and Coffee? Is that the official? Lake Washington. Lake Washington Cars and Coffee. Seattle Cars and Coffee is the group nobody wants to be part of on Facebook. That's right. I I forgot. (laughs) I apologize. I do apologize for that. Um, So did you actually have to contact the city when when you were doing this? Or is it just sort of an, like you said, you're not making any money off of this. This is just sort of people getting together and hanging out. Yeah, we didn't contact anybody. Um, If they know about us, they might have heard about us through reputation by now yeah. but um yeah we we didn't contact anybody we, we just kind of started out as a small little chill meet and it's kind of grown into what it uh what it's become and uh yeah yeah we didn't <laughs> we didn't have any permitting or anything like that and hopefully you don't need it you're just meeting to... in a park but i just didn't know you know yeah. there's always some bureaucrat we're, that like, to... <laughs> we're using it for what's intended as far as parking our cars and we just might be happy you know to be walking around with a cup of coffee while while we're doing it and like you said the view definitely sucks there so i mean yeah, the view is beautiful <laughs> yeah like you get some days you can see the mountain yeah. you got the water obviously you got uh bellevue skyline in the background you got cool trees uh you know it just like makes like even if you go there every week you could park in a different spot and get a good background you know and there's not a lot of clutter in the background so photographers show up in droves now there's yeah. like <laughs> probably like a handful that I know that are there every week 
that are amazing photographers. I take photos and post them on Instagram, but I don't like, I'm a graph designer at heart and like photography is something I've done as a hobby, but I don't consider myself as like an amazing photographer, but the photographers show up. And I think that's kind of the reason why it has got so much, uh, good exposure because you know photographers once they post photos see so you like oh i want to get my car there i want my car to get photographed um so that's been really cool for us and that's, yeah the location is definitely the, the that's main. something that really makes an event like exotics that's always been something yep. they've ever said this the photos that have what have what drawn have what drawn people to it in the fact that that's yep. why it's always well so organized and i think the photos that come off of your event are just incredible like you said the the backgrounds you have i mean that's one thing that we're lacking at exotics is the fact that you know <laughs> we got a mall as a background yeah. it hey, works look there's a bj's yeah not the good kind. Like you, don't, you don't see those in the background. <laughs> you definitely don't see those down on Lake Washington. Um, maybe a cyclist or two you want to run over yeah. on the way there. But, uh, no, the, the the pictures are what make it so wonderful. Yeah. yeah. yeah you guys get some cool yeah. cars, that's for sure. Every time I go there, it's a really eclectic mix in the cool way, not the, not the oh, God, why are they here way. Yeah. It's fun to see the, a lot of vintage, too, there. So, and there's yeah. a big yeah. car community around there, even though Seattle's kind of terrible to drive in, but there's still a lot of car people in Seattle, especially around the Madrona area where you are. So. Yeah, the Madrona area is actually was a really it's something I didn't I don't think we put too much thought into it as a a destination or a driving destination. But there's so many people who have shown up just because they're driving the car along Lake Washington Boulevard and love driving that route that route. So there'll be people who drive by in their cool, you know, Porsche or their motorcycle or something, and they'll look they can see right down onto the the lake and see all the cars parked there. And they'll just stop in and ask what it's going like, what's going on. And there's been a lot of people in the area that were just passing through that have become uh, regulars now. So that's one cool thing about that area too. That's uh, that's where I met John and Paul, our friends from Drivers Club, and they've done a few uh, rally with me and drives. And yeah, I've got lots of friends who I've met over there, Alex and. Yeah, like I, I have, I have intended on going many, many times. <laughs> yeah, I just keep, you know, um, it, it's it's amazing because it's funny because when my dad and I will take the triumph out. In fact, we went out this weekend and we go to we, we go to we go to the Starbucks down there. We we take we go, yeah, go along the lake and loop, it's just yeah. like it's a it's a great loop. I mean, little it's a little heavy on cyclists sometimes. You got to really watch out for that. But other than that, it's a it's a great area. Yeah, it's so. a very popular road for everything. So if you do decide to go and you should go check it out when we can go back. Uh, yeah, watch out for cyclists. Take it easy. It's not the place to someday. It's a cruise someday. Space. Someday. Yeah. We'll be allowed yeah. out of we our definitely house. tell people, watch out for cyclists, watch out for people crossing the street. Um, you know, it's residential. So we have to tell people sometimes, you know, just don't rev it up. Don't burn out. Don't speed down there because uh, we'll, we'll definitely hear from the neighbors. Um, and so far we've been pretty lucky. Like the neighbors, um, if they say anything, it's usually like starts off with, first of all, we love what you guys are doing. Yeah, but there's this guy. My yeah, there's someone who is who sped too close to my dog or something like that. Yeah, and so we have to remind people because uh, you know with with large crowds of people, it's like you can't keep track of everybody. So uh, we, yeah, we understand. Thing. Believe yes, me. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure you do. Yeah, you guys had to kick people out, didn't you? Oh, oh all the time. People all have been the time. kicked out, banned. We've we've had arrested. everything arrested. Yeah, I mean it's Warrants. been you know yeah it's 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 tough and and you don't understand That's... why people don't get the fact that they're as they're leaving an event or or coming into an event that they don't need to be speeding past small children who are out there trying to take photos or you know people. Slow with down. Dogs. The photos look yeah, better. It's like. <laughs> 
that 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 common that uncommon sense of like, hey, I'm around people, and maybe not even worse, yeah. I could be driving a Mustang, and those things go everywhere. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that would be it the drives. you know obviously yeah. a terrible terrible situation if anybody got hurt. So it's like obviously want to avoid that, but uh, yeah, yeah it's one thing I didn't think I'd have to have to do. Yeah, for the most part, though, when I'm down there, everybody's on pretty good behavior. Like, people really get it down there. It's a very chill event in a good way. Like, it, it's it's a nice vibe that's down there. I've met some really cool people, and it's always fun to see the cars. Like you said, it's fun to see the eclectic nature of that show. Yeah. And you got yeah. coffee right there, just like we do. Yeah. <laughs> good Starbucks. Right yeah. The road. yeah. Yeah, good thing about Seattle is you can't throw a rock without hitting a Starbucks. So, um, <laughs> yeah. You can still right people now. people will show up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, now. You can now. Actually. Yeah, people will show up, though, and they're like, where's the coffee? And I'm like, oh, you got to go two blocks down that way and pick it up yourself. But some people, yeah, it's like, you know, it's a free event. We hold it at a public park. There was somebody who was bringing coffee. He worked at a coffee shop and would bring a a couple, you know, containers of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. And so people were starting to get used to getting free coffee. So they'd show up and they're like, look at me, like, give me free stuff. I'm like, I'm giving you a free event here. Yeah. You're welcome. So you can bring your own. <laughs> I'm holding the liability. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then people will tell me like, you should, you know what you should do. You should open you up your own coffee stand or your own coffee truck. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Cause that's what I want to do is work on Sunday when I'm supposed to be relaxing. Just go ahead chilling. and put your time and effort and money into a coffee thing that, you know, yeah. And then, Lord knows what the city it's will a great idea, from you. Yeah. But I would love to pass that idea on yeah. to anybody else who wants to. So what to you're saying is it. if anybody happens to have a mobile coffee station, they are more than welcome to contact you. Absolutely. Yeah. I think we had uh, somebody show up who sold uh, macarons. I think that's how you pronounce them. Mm-hmm. Uh, macaroons, macarons, yeah, macarons. out yeah. of uh, yeah. old Beetle. Of old, uh, was a bus? Old VW bus? Oh, sweet. Yeah, so it was cool. Like, And that's like, if I were to ever have like a, mobile coffee stand I'd definitely try and take some vintage car and make it into something cool but yeah i yeah. wish Volkswagen buses weren't so expensive now because they'd make a fun project for something like that like but man they just they're like porches you can get them but you just don't want them yeah <laughs> yeah ironically yeah. you can get some of them with porsche engines in them that's true yeah it's a popular swap yeah yeah I mean, just so uh, people can kind of find you or f- figure out when you're on, when you're off, do you guys have a website, uh, things like that? We have an Instagram and a Facebook. So okay. you can find us on Instagram uh, at Lake Washington Cars and Coffee, all one word, no spaces or hyphens. Um, and Facebook, uh, it's probably just search Lake Washington Cars and Coffee and get there. Um, everything on our Facebook is mostly automated. There'll be people who uh, ask us some questions and stuff. And it's a little, takes us a little while to get back to him because uh, I'm not always logged in on Facebook as much as I used to be. But um, yeah, all the info's on there and we've gotten people, you know, we've gotten people from Facebook who, who like found us from there and then people who found us from Instagram and then people who just drive, like I was saying, driving by found us, but um, no website yet, but maybe one day. Yeah. So, so minus the COVID going on, are you guys on year round now or are you still doing some of the hiatus? We were, yeah. So the, our regular schedule when there's not a pandemic going on is uh, every week except for Seafair weekend. So every Sunday except for Seafair because Seafair gets yeah. packed, you know, by the waterfront. So we don't even want people attempting to show up and take up parking spots that are probably going to be, yeah, desired for people watching Seafair. So yeah, that's that. usually the one week that's off smart. that I, 
that I just, it's no car stuff for me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Other than smart. that, I'm usually there every Sunday. It's just kind of my ritual. And, uh, the, for, I don't know, maybe this year I was taking a little bit more, uh, breaks than before, but, uh, yeah, now I'm, now it's like, I have to take a break because, um, you're recharged. Now. Thing. What, yeah. What yeah, time does it start? It. 10 to noon is the, noon. we block it off. Uh, people kind of show up early sometimes if they think it's going to be uh, busy and want to get a spot or want to show up with a few friends and get parking together. But yeah, okay. 10 to noon is usually what we tell people to shoot for. Excellent. All right. Well, we'll post up uh, the links to your Facebook and your Instagram so people can find you guys. Great. And then, of yeah. course, you guys, anybody, our listeners, of course, can message us if they want to know more and we can put you guys in contact, whatever they need. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, What's going on in the Avance world, Dan? You know, actually quite a bit. Uh, Adam, of course, has been busy being creative, getting that stuff together. And he gave me a list today. I'm going to pull up here in just a second. He has worked with us long enough. He gives us lists. He knows yeah. that's the way it'll get done right. So lots of virtual stuff. Uh, of course, like... If, if, They've been doing this stuff already. They did the, the scavenger hunt and stuff like that, but they've got some really cool stuff coming up. So uh, they're doing a automotive photography tips and tricks. You can submit a photo of your car and then get it edited by a professional. Like, and they'll show you what they're doing. Like you do your amateur shot and they will show you like how they edit it and make it look better, which is really cool. And it's a tech session. It's not just like, here, watch some guy work. It's like, this is how you can do this too. Really cool stuff. Uh, they're doing a detailing tech session with Griots. So you can watch them do like professional scratch removal, how those guys do it, how the products work, um, and teach you. They're doing uh, private collection tours, including executive member. So like deep history dive stuff, not just, hey, look at the fancy old car. It's a, here's the history of this awesome car, like straight up. Are those planned yet or? Uh, yeah, some of the dates are hidden. Like, you know, okay. in, with this stuff, he's still got a lot of this pending. Uh, a few more things. He's doing um, insurance for enthusiasts, talking about the process of, like, agreed upon value, diminished value claims, things like that, where it's like, this is super important stuff to know, guys. Uh, obviously, you can get a hold of Ashley at Haggerty or just Haggerty in general, and they'll answer your questions. Um, but, yeah, that's definitely something you want to know if you've got an older vehicle that's worth more than it looks on paper. Sure. Um, then upholstery basics, do's and don'ts. Um, Estimated common uh, cost repairs, common project you can do, how to clean stuff, how to clean your seat belts, which is a really popular one on older cars. That's a good one to know. But yeah, so he's I got, had to put seat belts in yeah, before I, I could clean them. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> try. I had to add seat belts. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, anyway, there's obviously a ton of stuff coming up at Avance. Uh, it's all on Avance.com, and of course, we are all exceptionally active on the Avance Facebook group. Um, I just did some updated drives for Dan's drives for Avance to extensions of the local since we have people have more time i tried to do a little extra a little, little bit out there so i'm updating that a little bit and, dan uh, always giving a little extra yeah um i did want to we're, we're working on a little bit of a project with Haggerty, and um if you are a Haggerty uh member yeah Hag- uh, we would like you and you have a good Haggerty story we would like you to contact us we're going to be putting some i don't want to give it all away but we're going to put some stuff together and i want to kind of get some get some resources so, yeah. uh, if you are a Haggerty member, uh, and have a good story, please contact us and we will chat. Yeah. Info at raincitysupercars.com. And then of course, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, rain city supercars, LLC on Instagram, rain city supercars on Facebook or raincitysupercars.com. And we are redesigning our website. So please stand by. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a little placeholder to get your attention as we Pretty much. change up the front logo. Pretty much. Yeah. Zach, thank you so much for taking time out of your, you know, your busy schedule. I know you've been extremely busy, uh, your world didn't drop away like a lot of people's, but uh, 
Um, thanks for, do, for doing what you do. Um, like I said, I intend to get out there. <laughs> um, I'll probably end up showing up with Dan, let's be honest. Um, but we'll my all car ever comes yeah. back? Yeah, if you're a car ever we can take one of mine. Hopefully it so, comes yeah. back before this virus is lifted. Yeah, who knows? I don't have faith at this yeah. point. Bolts are viruses. So <laughs> thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule. No problem. Thanks for having me. Uh, for Rain City Supercars, I'm Nick. I'm Dan. And don't just get there. Enjoy the drive.